I'm Diana. What? I was just super unprepared for the beginning. Let's start over. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Okay. That'll be the intro. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 824, Cranes Go Caribbean. Okay. So this... I I feel like we've probably talked about this already, but it's mm-hmm. I keep thinking that it's going to be like a two part episode, but it doesn't say to be continued, even though it is definitely continued. continued. Oh yeah, it is. It's so this is the thing I was talking about with the last to be continued, mm-hmm. which is you can continue the story mm-hmm. from where the last one left off without making it, was, it to be continued. I think it was all, but remember, it was wasn't it all it was shown the at same once? Day. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Though it's weird because like the last time he Frazier went on a trip for the season finale and then it started again on the trip as the season premiere, they did do it to be continued. Yeah. This so. is... Okay. I don't know who I guess you'll get into it because mm-hmm. you'll say who the writer is. This episode starts really differently than most Frasier episodes. I feel like the whole pacing of the episodes it is very different. It is odd uh yeah I'll which just... i don't know we haven't been keeping track of the director is the director change every single time not every time but uh we can get into that right now so okay. let's just do our wait, uh... wait. okay so mon- monorail there's like the mm-hmm. is that what that is called it's monorail yeah and then it this is long episode it's 22 minutes 33 seconds so more <laughs> like what it was before when i was i don't know what season seven mm-hmm. season six probably closer to season six at this point yeah yeah, and uh, there were two writers on this episode. There was Mark Reisman, who's previously only written three episodes, which is Father of the Bride. So that's the one where Frazier was going to like pay for and design Daphne's entire wedding with Donnie. How did that go? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, Big Crane on Campus, which is when Lana first was introduced to the show. And The Show Must Go Off, which is the one with the uh, the Shakespearean actor who turned out to be terrible. Oh yeah, did we not like that episode? No, we gave it a, like a. It's like it's a solid, fine episode. Okay, because I was like thinking back, and I was like, I like that episode. Yeah, it's one we gave it like yeah, it's good, it's fine. And then Rob Hanning uh, is the other writer. Oh no, <laughs> you have that. I have the reaction every time, like I think he's bad. Yeah, no, he's an, he basically is somebody who like we give solid ratings to, and sometimes he writes. He's written some really great episodes. Like you did, he did first date, which is the one where Niles pretends to have a date with someone because he doesn't because Daphne overheard him saying he was in love with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he did three Valentines, which mm-hmm. is oh yeah yeah great. Yeah. Uh, he also did the late Doctor Crane, which I bring up because it's the one that starts with him getting into a car accident and then deciding to like kind of change his life or whatever because mm-hmm. he's wor- like they he's reported dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's actually written a lot of episodes. He's written 11 that we've rated. Cool. So, well, 11 total at this point and done executive story editor for a lot. He's also, I believe, the director of this episode. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Which, also, by the way, was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Art Direction for a Series. This episode? Yeah. Which I don't really know what the art direction is for, but it was nominated for one. So, I don't know. I don't know. Not yeah. just the season, not just the show? No, this episode. Interesting. 
Yeah, that's how Emmys work, basically. I didn't know that was for specific episodes. So there are awards that are given to an entire series, and then there are awards that are given to individual episodes. So sometimes there will be episodes that, like something for art direction, you'll say, like, this one had a particularly good, like, Frasier as a series might not win on art direction, but this particular episode had a chance of it. So it would be nominated for that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so uh, we start in Frasier's apartment, and it's just like right into the conversation, like you said. Like it, it's it's just sort of like no one walked. No in one walked room. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like confusing because I was like, did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Which is probably why people always walk into the episode, and yeah. it's a thing I complain about all the time. Yeah, it doesn't feel like an actual start. It feels like it stuff is just happening. Right. So Fraser and Niles are talking about how Fraser wants to go to Belize with Claire, mm-hmm. and Niles is talking about how it's their one year dating anniversary. Which, like, Fraser should probably kind of remember that, right? Or have an idea Maybe. that it's been one year. The thing is, it's more obvious to us that it's been a year because it's the season finale. Like, I guess I don't. I probably don't pay as much attention to my brother's dating anniversary. You're not... Okay, if you hung out with your brother as much as Fraser and Niles hangs out, you might know <laughs> aroundabouts when your brother started dating somebody. Yeah, but you might not necessarily know it's that particular weekend. No, but you might be like, oh, you guys have been together for a while. Like, is that coming up? Sure, but... Also, that conversation just hasn't happened yet. So Niles is telling him now before it happens to come up. Basically, like... I think yeah. we should just, like... So the weird thing about the pacing is that, is that there's not, like... There's, like, a, a ton of conversations that are all happening at once. So, like, Daphne overhears Niles talking about going to Belize. I'm talking about Fraser's plan to bring Claire yes. to Belize. Yeah. And, think, and thinks that they're going there. Right. But his, he's got a plan. He's got a completely different plan, which is which staying... she knows about, which yeah. is fill a bathtub full of champagne. Yeah, and a non-slip mat because it's already in there. <laughs> right, right. Those are good. You <laughs> should have those in the bathtub. You should have safety in... first. <laughs> I was. I mean, I'm not going to go into it obviously because we don't have an explicit tag on this thing. But I was just thinking like. Everything that's being implied by having a non-stick, like bringing up having a non-stick mat in the bathtub, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, he's got some plans for this weekend." That's too much champagne and a waste. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, maybe he, that's he has like a food, sexy food. Ca- yes, he does. It's Niles. He <laughs> yeah. does. Let's yeah. just but, like Niles is for sure. Mm-hmm. Is this getting into an explicit tag? If I say uh, this. I don't know what you're about to say. So no, I think he's the kinkiest one oh, on yes. in the show. I do Other think than Roz. But, but Ro- okay, Roz to me feels like he, like she is open to everything. Like Bulldog sort of had his like bag of tricks, right? Right. But I feel like he was doing stuff that he thought was I think cool. he wanted to have a, a, a wide range. Uh, he had a, a variety available. For whoever he was with and what they might want to do. Yeah. And like, I feel like Roz is sort of like, I'll I'll try whatever once. Yeah. I think. And she's adventurous. Yeah. But as far as like. Bulldog plans for it. Roz is game for it. 
Niles is into it. Yeah, like, like he specific because things. you know, like when Daphne's in her little go-go wedding dress, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and like he has all those like visions of her as like in the little maid outfit. Uh-huh. You know, like or like you know, like he has all these very like specific kind of fantasies. Oh yeah, yeah. that definitely fall within the like that range oh yeah absolutely yes by the way i just want to say ahead of time just because the sound might come through in case i miss it when i'm editing if you're hearing some uh drink sounds well um we there's a drink that comes up later we decided to make for this podcast uh recording we decided to try and make it so yeah we'll talk talk about it in a bit but that's what that sound is the thing so okay one thing i do want to say about this because you know uh, you know, Daphne overhears it, mm-hmm. is very excited about mm-hmm. the idea of going to Belize. You know, it's it's really into this whole thing. I think I say it differently. Maybe I say it wrong. How do you say it? Belize. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying Belize. That is what I'm saying. Belize with Bel- a Z. I know. I am. I just pronounce the Z like an S. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. Um, I mean, it's not fine. I'll I'll say it differently. <laughs> okay. The thing is, like, with with Daphne, we know from that one interview we heard about with Jane Leaves that her idea of the character is that she didn't believe she had anything to offer Niles because he's so rich and she's, like, mm-hmm. not that, right? That's precisely why, to me, he should be doing something like this for their one-year anniversary. Because, oh, yeah, like going all out? Yeah, because, like... I feel like there hasn't been as much. But he's an introvert and a homebody. And he has an amazing house with its own like gift wrapping room or whatever. (laughs) True. But I just feel like he's done stuff like this with other people. Not for like a one year anniversary. Not to like spoil them. You know. And so it, it feels like this is the time when he should be doing this thing. So when she thinks he is like obviously he has to. Like. He has to, like, this would be so, it would be so disappointing, I feel like, if he came clean and was just like, no, I was planning to just stay, like, planning to just stay home. Yeah, but she knew what the plans were. Okay, well, I like that Daphne later says, a sham- like, bathtub full of champagne, that's high school stuff. Or like- <laughs> I know, we did that in high school. You did? What? I have, I have so many questions. So many questions now. Like, what a cool high school. <laughs> is that a science project? Yeah, I, I just like, what is... I don't know, because some people have that, like, drinking kind of high school experience, and mm-hmm. I did not have that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really either. Uh, you got up to some no-good stuff in high school. You know you did. Sure, but not specifically drinking. Drinking yeah. and drugs were not part of my personal high well, school my, experience. Me, well, I will say that those were definitely aspects of people that went to my oh, high school. Oh, I was like, surrounded Like, I heard by other people's stories, and I was shocked. Like, like, not because it was just, like, so crazy, but just, like, what? Like, yeah. really? That is a thing that's happening? I feel like I'm in, like, a TV show... Because that's not a th- thing real people do. Yeah. I mean, there was the group that every day at my school would sign out of the dorms at exactly 420 to go for a walk. Yeah, why? Why is that? 
Freezins. Did you say Freezins? I mean, sometimes it was super northern Maine. You're like, yeah. I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> so, um, yes. So that I wanted to bring that up. Mm-hmm. But okay. So Claire. Oh, so when Fraser and Niles go to look at Fraser's new fancy luggage for <laughs> uh-huh. the trip, Claire gets there and. I, I want to hear other people's opinion on mm. Claire here, mm. especially, but I think it's come up in other things. It's like she does not trust her own opinion. Mm-hmm. She is very doubtful that she's making the correct choice. Yeah. But not in the same, like, it's like she has anxiety, but not in the same way that, like, Niles does, where mm-hmm. he's, like, sort of, like, kind of paranoid like he's like worried mm-hmm. like he wants to always be prepared and sort of like paranoid that some you know like all the insects are gonna get him mm-hmm. it's a very different kind of thing she has a lot of she's like filled with a lot of doubt yeah yeah um like that she's going to make the wrong choice yeah yeah no i i agree because and- you know daphne says what's happening yeah and doesn't let claire get in a word mm-hmm. but says you know like well, she says what she thinks is happening. Yeah. Which isn't true yet. Like, at this point, she hasn't been asked on... So, who... Oh, so, Daphne says to Claire, like, there's nothing worse for a relationship than moving too fast. Yeah. And so then Claire starts d- doubting this because she knows that Fraser's going to ask about the trip right. because... Lana um, kind of let it slip. And yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. It's like, she knows... It, like... Because I really like the scene with Claire and Fraser where they're like, is it too soon to go away together? And it's just like, yeah. do you think it is? I don't know. And this is I, the whole I don't know back and forth. Yeah. I feel like this would be what it would be like if you were to ever date you. Me? Yes. I don't know. Where like, exactly, exactly. Very good. Where if one of you even for a moment asked if there might be a chance that it's a bad idea, they would assume the other one. Oh yeah, if somebody asks if something is a bad idea, you assume they're saying they're sound. It sounds like they're cautiously saying it is a bad idea, right? Because like sometimes I will like you will say you want to do something or whatever, and I'll ask. Just to confirm that you actually definitely want that thing. And you'll be like, should we not? And I'm like, I'm literally just asking you. (laughs) Well, maybe we shouldn't. And I'm like, no, no, no. That isn't ever what I was saying. But like, because both Claire and Fraser are having that same anxiety. I mean, Claire and Fraser are the same person. Yeah, they're very similar. I think part of the reason... Because Fraser's also full of doubts. Yeah. Which comes up at the end of this episode <laughs> yeah i do feel like part of the reason fraser would begin to doubt it is because he's already had assurance from lana that she's had this conversation claire's ready to say yes mm-hmm. so when she begins when she questions it he's probably like what happened well it's like so we have the later conversation with with daphne and how now niles basically has to get them tickets right and but we hear like they kind of swap places where 
Fraser's like, oh, she doesn't want to go, so I you can just have my tickets. Someone doesn't want to go. Yeah. One of us doesn't want to go, and I don't know who it is anymore. Like, which I do find amusing. He's like, I don't know who spoke last. Like, yeah. Like one of us made the final decision to say no, and I literally don't know which it was. But then Daphne and Claire sort of talk, and and Daphne's like, oh, you know, when it's the right person, there's no sense in waiting. You know, we could have had all these fun trips and all this fun, mm-hmm. but you know, we waited, and so right. now she's like, oh. Well, no, I don't want to miss out on this thing. Yeah. So she changes her mind. Yeah. There's one thing I really like about the conversation between Niles and Frazier when Niles tries to, like, take the... When Niles gets the reservations from mm-hmm. Frazier, and he's like, can I also borrow your new luggage? That's too far. I went too far. Like, I, I really like that. Like, the idea that getting his, uh, you know, reservations for, like, the resort and the plane tickets and all of that aren't too far but borrowing that luggage that's a step too far that's yep. oh no oh oh can't that's borrow that that's one of Maurizio. my favorite parts of J- joe versus the volcano <laughs> when he goes to buy the fancy luggage uh-huh it becomes incredibly important later uh-huh. that's how he gets to the island check out his luggage i mean this is maybe spoilers for it spoilers for joe versus the volcano which is literally 30 years old I don't. It doesn't mean I should spoil it. It's it's a it's kind of a terrible movie. Like it was known to be terrible. Yeah. But I do really like the aspects of that movie. Here's the thing, I have seen. I have almost certainly seen all of Joe versus the volcano. I don't think I've ever actually watched it from beginning to end. I've oh. seen it randomly on like ABC when like they used to show movies. I and, saw it in the and, movie theater. Oh oh, I'm aware. Uh, the one thing is, like, as soon as you said that's my favorite part of Joe versus the volcano, the reason I started laughing is because you have brought this up enough times throughout our relationship that to me, that is the thing in Joe versus the volcano is riding this luggage. It's like, so funny. I don't even know. I haven't seen it like recently. Like, the only thing I remember really from that is then the moon being gigantic on the horizon. Yeah, I think I had this idea of being adrift and lost at sea and uh-huh. romanticize that, <laughs> but it would be terrifying. Yeah. Really, but they make it fun in a movie. <laughs> they sure do. They sure do. Like, you Tom know, Hanks sure does make you being lost at sea seem fun. Swiss Swiss Family Robinson, aren't they also like on an island? Is that yeah. what that? Yeah. And they're just like riding the emu around, like, you know, <laughs> normal stuff, normal uh-huh. family stuff yeah, on just an island. A zebra. And I, it was just ostrich? like. Wasn't it an ostrich? It could have been an ostrich. Yeah, but like. Man. Okay, ostriches are mean. Uh huh. Don't. I don't mean, maybe you can ride so one. So are emu. I know there's. Australia went to war with the emu. Crazy long necks that just like try to bite you. Mm hmm. They're so scary. Like, it's a big bird, but not a nice one. No, it's not. Don't follow that bird. Okay, so basically, everyone's going on the trip now. Yeah. Except, okay, so then Martin and Raw show up. Mm-hmm. So far. Now there are even more people going to go on the trip. So Martin, Martin and Raw show up because they're just always hanging out together now. So this Because is, they need a reason to get Raw's on the show. This is the return of Ariel. Ariel. Yep. Which, okay, I got a mo- thing I want to mm-hmm. say about this thing. So, Roz and and Martin were out at the dog park. Now, mm-hmm. like... But Ra- you need a sponsor. You need a sponsor to join Eddie's dog park, apparently. And she says, 
Ariel discovered squirrels. Does that mean somehow Roz lives in a part of Seattle that just doesn't have any squirrels? And the only squirrels anywhere in Seattle are in the dog park? The one place that I feel like squirrels are gonna avoid? Uh, well, there being trees. There are trees at the dog park. Right, but I'm saying there are trees... There, there are squirrels in the trees at the dog park and nowhere else in Seattle that Ariel has ever gone. He had sunglasses on. Couldn't see them. <laughs> oh, I see. And you don't need sunglasses at the dog park. No. You just... for the re In the rest of Seattle, which is known to be notoriously very sunny year-round. Well, I mean... He had doggles on. <laughs> well, of course. We know you mean doggles. Right. Uh, but yeah, like Seattle, yeah. Famously sunny and squirrel-free Seattle only has squirrels at the dog park. But like, isn't that weird? Like, Ariel discovered squirrels today? She's had Ariel for a while at this point. And he's never seen squirrels. No. <laughs> okay. What a sad day. <laughs> The, the day he discovered squirrels is sad? For the squirrels. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Anyways, Martin's going on a fishing trip. Yeah, to Belize. He Who is actually going to watch Eddie now? I. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, because he's asking Frazier to, but Frazier's going away this weekend. Niles is going away. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Roz, maybe? Roz isn't going, so mm -hmm. maybe Roz will come by and do it? Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like... Yeah, like, but I just, I, I do think it's fun. I feel like this is them just being like, well, uh, it'll be funnier if Martin's there. How do we get Martin there? Okay, he's going to. Like, I actually really like this because this feels very much like just sort of the, like, farcical setup of, of a, of an episode that is what I'm looking for in Frasier. There's like, no, there's no, none of the B story really in this. Right. Like, it's just everybody's going to Belize for, because of ridiculous misunderstandings. Yeah. It's it's literally like wacky misunderstandings, weird decisions by by everybody involved, and just a crazy setup for something that realistically should never happen and is funny because it is. This is exactly what I want from an episode of Frasier. It's literally, like, to, to me, this is what the series is. So the next section is getting there is half the fun. Mm -hmm. And Lana is driving Claire and Frazier to the airport. Only mm -hmm. Frazier is in the scene. Right. Why pick her and not Roz? Maybe Roz isn't available right now. At the time that she has to go to the airport, maybe Roz just isn't available. Roz is busy Why uh, not get airing a taxi? the best of Frazier okay. to save money. People, people ask their friends to drive them to the airport all the time. That is a common thing. Must be nice to have friends. <laughs> That's so, a common thing people do. I wouldn't know. <laughs> none of my... I live in a city. None of my friends have cars. That, true. That is I mean, we wouldn't have a car. We're, like, forced. Right. Pretty much, we're yeah. We're forced to get a car. Pretty much. So, we find that Lana is a crazy driver, which should not surprise anybody. She's just weaving in and out of lanes and honking at people and such and and talking about how Fraser is very picky. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, no, you know, like, I have a steadfast refusal to settle. <laughs> OK, yeah. I've never met anyone that's in such denial about <laughs> all of their actions. Like, uh -huh. I get it. Like, sometimes it takes somebody highlighting what you're saying, but you should step away from this conversation and be like, 
Maybe yeah. I have, maybe I am just like picky to the like nth degree. Uh huh. And it's an issue. <laughs> right. But anyway, she gets into an accident. She sure does. He he is pretty like calm about when he's like, I know, stay like a good half car length away from this Taurus crash. Like, you, if you're paying attention to how close you are to the other car, you need to be saying something before the crash happens, and don't just be like, yeah, you can slow down a bit. You know, maybe not hit the car. If you tell aggressive dri- drivers to slow down, they just go faster. Usually not if you're like, you're going to hit that car. And that, yes, that is what happens. Uh-huh. That's What's that movie? Death Race. Death Race. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Death that's Race what that's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I was thinking you meant Death Proof. And that's that other movie. Like, yeah, Death Race 2000. Yeah. The yeah. one with cars in it is the one I'm thinking. The Death Proof also has cars in it. I don't remember. I don't know what that's. That's the, the one half of Grindhouse with, like, Kurt Russell's a stunt driver. And yeah. Okay, now so, we're just like in the hotel. Well, yeah, but before that happens, I'm going to say, so yeah, because Frazier's thing is like, oh, well, you know, he's going to miss, you know, basically going to miss his flight because of this crash. The thing I find interesting about this is that Rob Hanning, who wrote this episode, also wrote The Late Dr. Crane, which starts with a car crash. All The whole plot. Well, I think we figured out who's into Dave Matthews. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, it, it, but I just thought that was interesting. It's like the there aren't. There's only like two car crashes on this show, and they're both in episodes written by Rob Hanning. Is there? Is that the one? What about the one where they're in the taxi and she, the taxi driver? Get, I guess they don't get an accident. They don't she get just, into an accident. She's, she's just having a baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and yeah. And then it again. Like you were saying about the pacing, transitions very quickly. Yeah, it's so just, we're in the hotel. Yeah. He's okay. Like, I'm going to miss my flight. Now we're in Belize. Well, it was. It took a while to get there because they did miss their flight. Yep. And everyone is already there. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like this detail where Fraser can't hear anything because his ears are still like, you know, like popped from yeah. the like... Being on the airplane mm-hmm. and um, yeah, where they apparently have no proper airplanes here. Where I is he like joking? Did they really take a tractor there? Well, I think what he's saying is that like because he missed the flight, he didn't get the connecting flight, and at a certain point was basically just like, well, I guess I take a tractor. That's the way to get there. It seems kind of crazy that there isn't at least like a car, but I also assume that he's serious. And yeah, they took a tractor. To get there. Um, so they gave the room away. Yeah. Which implies, the thing is, like, that implies somebody else just went to Belize in the hopes that there was going to be a room available. They might have got an upgraded room. I guess it's possible that they got an upgraded room. They're like, hi, yes, I don't want to look at the bus terminal, so. Wait, did they say a bus terminal? No, he said an abandoned bus. Oh, well, I guess that's a bus that maybe he could have taken there, but it's I mean, abandoned. it's a terminal bus. Yes. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's reached its final destination. It sure forever. has. It sure has. Okay. Yeah. The thing is, Claire is ecstatic. Yeah, Frazier she's is really upset, but Claire is ecstatic. I do like she comes in screaming. <laughs> yeah, because well, she's being considered. He can't yeah. hear anything. The thing is, like Fraser, yeah, he's yelling because his because of his ears, but he's also still being a jerk, like mm-hmm. to this guy because he also doesn't get any quieter. Like if I realize, like. 
if if I'm talking too loudly because my ears are messed up or whatever, because mm-hmm. I'm like sick or whatever, if somebody were to tell me that I was talking too loudly, I would probably immediately start talking too quietly. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, "Oh, sorry, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to yell," but he's just like, "Sorry, yeah, no, I know I'm talking very loudly, but I'm going to continue to talk very loudly. I'm gonna stay at this volume." Hope you don't mind. I do mind. I think you spit on me from across the room. <laughs> is that a raindrop? Well, it is raining in here. Oh, well, that must be it. Uh-huh. Our fragile equipment is fine, though. It is. It's totally fine. We've covered it in tarps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are on the terminal bus. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, Niles and Daphne show up. They talk. Tall- tell them to have the like Belize bombers mm-hmm. they're what did they what did they say about the coconut in it they're like if you okay he said so what he said was Daphne says like you've got to try a Belize bomber a couple of these and you'll be flying and as she and Claire leave Niall says yeah plus every everyone you kill they put a decal on your coconut they have like refills <laughs> <laughs> no because they're talking about because like they're implying like pilots mm-hmm. when they get a kill, they would get a decal. That's on like the... messed up. But also, oh, so he's just making a joke. Making a joke because it's a bomber, Belize oh, bomber. I thought maybe like you got like an it, actual you, sticker every time you the... get a refill, a uh-huh, refill uh-huh. line. Yeah, like that would actually make a lot of sense and would be pretty amusing. But I'm pretty Is sure. Is this a place that people go to on spring break? Belize? Um, I don't know. Honestly. I don't. I don't like beaches. <laughs> And I've uh-huh. never once thought about going to a tropical place uh-huh. because I get I sunburn very easily. Uh-huh. So the idea, which like I'll go to a beach, mm-hmm. but it's not like my top choice, right? And so I never really think about all the, like Cancun and like all these kind of like tropical vacations, right? I I have no interest in going. It's like everyone likes beaches but me, but it's like I know plenty of people that don't like beaches. Who's going to the beaches? <laughs> Lots of people go to beaches. I know. That's crazy. Um, it's crazy to me. Wait, where did they go for the other time when, like, Lilith was there? Bali. Bali. Oh, yeah, Bali. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so we mentioned I mentioned earlier in this uh, we we were making oh we a drink. had to hear yeah we made ourselves so I tried to find a recipe for a Belize bomber. Mm-hmm. There isn't a drink called a Belize bomber. Mm-hmm. So, but I did find a drink called a pineapple bomber, and I figured pineapples exist in like pineapples grow in Belize, so that's the closest I can find. I'll make a pineapple bomber. Is it is it kind of close to a mai tai? That would be a question I could answer if I knew what was in a Mai Tai. Um, well, it's got Mai and some Thai. I feel like it's got it. more fruit in it than Yeah, I think this. it does have more fruit. I definitely it, had a Mai Tai once on a God Dance night. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I did once get a drink at a bar that was served in a coconut. That has happened to me before. It was so it's a plastic coconut, but it looked like a plastic coconut carved like a monkey. Oh, so kind of like a tiki drink. Yeah, yeah, but it was made to look like it was a coconut. Is this when you were in Florida? This was in Boston. What? Yeah, it was a place in Boston, right, right downtown. 
in downtown Boston I went to a place that they serve they serve if you get yourself I didn't know this when I ordered it but if you order a rum punch at this bar it is served in a fake monkey coconut okay well we got on the podcast early because <laughs> I gotta go get this <laughs> uh, yeah I'm still sad that I ordered something and it was supposed to come in an R2-D2 and it did not I met, yeah you should have gotten that R2-D2 Drink. Like, if yeah. you're going to have a $14 cocktail, I want it to be served in a freaking R2-D2, <laughs> okay? Uh, yes, and this is how you know that we are now on our second Belize Bombers of the podcast. <laughs> so we hear about Niles and Daphne's, like, r- r- romp on the beach, uh-huh. which, where they dabbled in some public nudity. Mm-hmm. Which was really mostly in front of a fish. <laughs> you know, Fraser's all being all upset and crabby because nothing is going his way. Yeah. But then, okay, so Martin, Martin's there. Oh, so this is actually kind of in the next section where they're like at the table. Well, no, so no, the that nudity happened- thing. But and and then Fraser's still being crabby. Yeah. But then we hear from Martin. Yeah. Who's also in the scene. Yeah, he comes in. Because he's going to invite them, invite Yeah, Frazier so to he's join back them. from fishing, and they, what, got, He what and Duke, fish? they got a marlin. Yeah, I was going to say marlin, and it took them, like, two hours to reel it in. What yeah. do they do with it? Not uh, have it for dinner, because that's, uh, they're all out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, I feel like something like that, it's more about the, like, sport of having caught it, and then you toss it back. Is it going to be okay? Yeah. People do that all the time. I think sometimes it's not okay. It's probably tired. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a fish needs to be in good health to like swim around forever. That's all it does. It's constantly in a treadmill called the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say like. Part of the reason I stopped fishing as a kid. I thought that you were going to say something about, like, the reason why I stopped using the treadmill. (laughs) No. Part of the reason I stopped fishing as a kid is that, like, when you catch a fish, that hook does some bad things to the fish. Hook, 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 hook. It does some bad things to the fish. So even if you decide to toss it back, that fish is often not okay. Well, like, do you ask before you toss it back? Do you Are ask you all- if it's okay? Yeah. Generally, it's pretty obvious it's not okay because of the fact that it currently can't breathe. But also the fact that the hook is often still attached to parts of the fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even do if- swallow it. I mean, sometimes even after you take the hook out. Oh, like you take out bits of the fish with the hook? Yeah. Like, I don't want to... Uh. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what it's like when, when you go deep sea fishing. I, like, I don't know. Maybe you do keep... But, like, maybe the fishing... Maybe the... Uh, maybe you do it the, as, like, a fish tour and they do something with it? Yeah, maybe the people who bring you out get to keep it or something. Maybe that's part of the thing, like, where you get the experience of catching Well, the it. only reason why I was bringing this up, because Martin says a thing about, don't, he's like, don't go nude on the beach, because they have a telephoto lens, and uh-huh. then they... They put it up on the bait, in the bait shop. What? 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 Yeah. Is this, like, an adult store? 
<laughs> yeah, like look. Okay, hold on. It already has part of a word in there. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I'm trying to imagine like going into a bait shop and just seeing a bunch of like. I vo- ruined it. I've ruined it. Like if I just if I'm on vacation and I want to go fishing, and I go to a place to buy stuff to go fishing, and there's just a bunch of like creepy voyeuristic like telephoto like pictures okay, that's of nude like, people on the beach. If you walk to... into someone's apartment and uh-huh. they have pictures that look like voyeuristic, yeah, photos of like people. Mm-hmm. You're going to think that they're a murderer. Yeah, super or, that. Yeah. Or some kind of like, like peeping Tom because you're not. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what they are. Yeah. Like, that is creepy. That is well, really okay. creepy. If you, you see in movies all the time where people are spying on somebody and they take the photo, it always either incriminates them or it solves the case somehow because you can prove that they were there or whatever, right? Right. Don't. You, you get the killer in if the If you're going to, don't take the, don't take photos or don't show anyone the photos. Yeah. It just, if anything, it's weird to have it up in your store. It is. Like, it's weird I think enough it's weird to, at all. It's weird enough to, to do it in the first place. A. Okay, well, it's B. different if you're on the boat and you see somebody mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what's going on over there? Because, like, people look at things, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very different if you are walking past and a thing is happening. Right. And... It's very different to purposely, like, exploit those people because, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, supposed to be a goofy thing. Anyways, they're a little worried. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, like, if you don't think about this too much in a serious way, yeah. it's an, it's amusing. Like, it, it is, is amusing. amusing to me. It's one of those things that, like... Well, Martin's saying it as a joke, and yeah. so we know... Right. Well, he's saying it because he's like, yeah, keep your trunks on when you're out swimming because blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know that they've just been doing yeah. this. So in that way, it's funny because he's just sort of like, ah, you know, like, be careful. Saying that in a way that's like, he probably doesn't think it's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't feel like this is a real warning. He's just mm-hmm. sort of like telling them what happens. I mean, also, like, nudity in general is not a huge deal also that yeah but you know it's still if you don't want someone looking well, at you most places there's not it's not okay to also be that nude. Yes. also that yes so anyway so okay so then they're at the table where they were supposed to they're going everyone's going to dinner they're supposed yeah. fraser and claire are supposed to join them but they can't even get they're their... not supposed to join them no they no. end up joining them well no they asked hey come join us and yeah. they say no we're, we have our own like table which it seems like there should be reserved yeah but i guess they don't have it yeah because yeah. they don't get the table so they join everyone else mm-hmm. and they are uh, you know everyone's talking about how wonderful the food is which they're all out of <laughs> yeah they have literally run out of fish how can you have a successful restaurant if you run out of all of this food. Yeah, especially because this seemed to be the restaurant at the hotel. So, like, they know how many people might go there. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, when you run a restaurant... I know this from the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> they know 
Uh-huh. It's not to say that they can't accidentally run out of some kind of dish because it ends up being more popular. Yeah, yeah. But they usually, one, they're going to know that day these people are checking in, so they might eat here. Mm-hmm. These these people are already here. Right. So they have some idea of how much to make. Right. They've run out of fish. This is a seafood restaurant in it's the a, hotel. And they should definitely have an idea. They would mm-hmm. know how many people on whatever weekend this is mm-hmm. like how many people were staying there yeah and then they probably like bump it up because there's so many extra rooms that haven't been taken right. already like right. it's not like oh yeah we'll just make whatever i don't know like there's some like coordination that mm-hmm. happens yeah the interesting thing is that like but, but no, you sorry. know fraser is just super grumpy about he's so it mad. and he's... i kind of don't like i get it like i know he's supposed to be having a good time with claire mm-hmm but it's, sometimes it's hard to get over this stuff because he just, he, well, as we find out, he wants to have a perfect weekend. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, he honestly. He needs a snack. Has, yeah. He's hangry. He is probably hangry. He has, at this point, every right to be angry at the world in general for the way this trip is going and specifically at the hotel. Like, he does have reasons to be mad at various different yeah, he. It makes uh, sense companies. that he would be frustrated. But he's a jerk specifically to like service people who have nothing to do with the decisions that are happening to him, and like that's where the problem comes from. He's like, he's being like, Andy's ruining the day of the people who are having good days. Like that's where the problem comes in. He, where he can't just be like, he can't just stew on it, and he can't go deal with it with the people that could do something about it. He just like is 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 yelling at it, and it's like you can't have a good time if someone, if like your friend or family member or whatever, is just like during your good time is just yelling about how terrible their time is. Like that, you're not gonna have a good time. That's why you have to divorce your parents. <laughs> this is why people divorce their parents. Uh, that's exactly why. I was okay. So. This is one of the few episodes in these later seasons of Frasier that I know I've seen and I, like, remember seeing multiple times We are you. entering the controversial seasons of Frasier. Oh, right yeah, now. absolutely, yeah. People either... The thing is, there are a lot of good episodes in the se- in the seasons oh, to yeah. come. Yeah. But people have a lot of thoughts about them. Well, that's not what I was going to talk about, though. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Then. I'm just saying... I know this one. I've seen this one. Yeah. And I remember it, which is why there's a thing. So at work, we, whenever the local, whenever the lottery gets above like $300 million, uh, the, or everybody in my relatively small department will buy like groups of, we'll do it, we'll all put in money to buy like a group ticket thing, right? And people end up having these long conversations about what they would do with that amount of money and all these things. And, and, one of the things I've talked about is how easy it would be if you won $300 million in the lottery to buy, like, to buy, like, an island, to, like, buy your own island, right? And when doing that, I found there's a website that you can go to to buy an island. And once when we were doing this thing, you could buy an island in Belize that had its own resort on it. And you get the resort. You buy the thing, you buy the resort. You Does it already have staff? You have to get staff. You probably have to get staff, but it's got a fully built... Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
which so I always associate. What was the cost? It was like three million dollars. Okay. Which doesn't seem like that much. Not only own an island, but also own a resort. It's on really that expensive to run a resort. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm just saying, like, so I associate. I always associate this episode with that, like the idea that like somebody could go like win the lottery and then they just own this resort, and maybe that's why it's got so many problems because somebody oh. just was just like. Oh, I won, you know, I won $300 million in the lottery and I spent 1% of it buying this resort. That would be insane. (laughs) I would, okay, I would not do that. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I would help all of my friends pay off their, like, student loan debt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'd be like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's the thing. You could do that with, like, a snap of your fingers and it's nothing. It's like... I could probably pay all of my friends' Dust. student loan debt with, like, it's obviously way less than a million. So, yeah. and, like, including our own. Yeah. But I have plenty of friends that are, you know, like, that would really help them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, one of the things I, I would love to do. Yeah, absolutely. And this is such an easy thing. But it's just one of those things where, like, I always, when I very, like... This episode, I always associate with that thing. I just want to talk about Martin trying to give a toast okay, and his yeah. arm hurts. Uh-huh. Why is Daphne not more concerned? <laughs> it's this literally is her job. Her job. It is literally her she job. She does help him drink the drink, though, yes. after his toast. Yes. Where he's very thankful for everyone to be there. Kind of says that weird thing about Niles pining after Daphne, which is a little weird, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, it's true. He spent seven years in love with Daphne. I know, but it's so weird. And anyways, so that happens. But yeah, it's just like, I like that the only thing that they have left is steak. Yeah. And like, Fraser's like rant about how it would be like frozen. Yeah. Which like, yeah, most meat is. <laughs> well, the thing is probably- They're not in the back. It's not like the cow isn't in the back and they're knocking it out right there. Usually when you're buying meat for like a really nice, a, a good restaurant is not using frozen steaks. Oh, it's just like refrigerated? It's refrigerated and it's delivered like on the day. Mm, you're, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not using, you're not getting like frozen steaks. At This is the thing is, is frozen meat bad? I would imagine not It's definitely all. worse. But it's weird because I think like frozen vegetables are yeah. okay. So frozen, not all of them are comparable. Like I, uh, it definitely makes a difference because like some places it's just like, why is it all stems or like whatever place they got the like right. thing? It's just like not yeah, yeah good produce. Right. So frozen vegetables are sometimes better than fresh because they'll like. Once you pick it, it starts breaking down, right? The cell, like the cells, start breaking down. The 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 vitamins start breaking down, and all starts breaking down, right? Well, that's why it's like what better to get what farm shares because it's like fresher. Yeah, but even that, like they're they were picked. They're they're not. They're like losing. Yeah, but they're not. They haven't been like sitting at the grocery store for who knows how long. Right, right. So yeah. But anyways, meat will break like the cells of like. Animal cells will break down when they're frozen because there's like because of the way the like structure of them. Good. I don't want the animals to be in cells. Let them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay, back in the hotel room, we hear Fraser's whole thing about how he wants... Well, one, he thinks that, like... No, I get why Fraser would think that. Uh-huh. He's trying to convince Claire to stay. Yeah, because we didn't mention, she storms off. Like, he's... Because he's on his rant about, mm-hmm. like, about the meat, she's like... Well, not storms off, but she's like, I'm done. And, like, mm-hmm. goes back... I'm gonna go back to the room. And she goes back to the room, and, like... Yeah, when she gets... When he goes up to the room, he's, like, assumes she's tra- planning on leaving. Mm-hmm. Which... Would not be easy to do. No, we she'd have to take the tractor yeah. back. Have to take the tractor to the like, like prop plane or whatever he took to get to the other plane to like then get back. Like, yeah, it would not be easy to do. But I get his assumption that like she is ready to go, which she should be. She's not. Why should she be ready to go? I mean, the thing is, like, I'm sorry, it, you don't travel this far and just like get annoyed with someone and just say. I'm leaving forever. Well, okay. When I say ready to go, I'm kind of more talking about go from this relationship because I would definitely be thinking about it. They're barely really from one grumpiness. There is a there is a certain point where it like because the thing is at this point in their relationship, he's probably trying to impress her. Okay. We have been together for 15 years. <laughs> uh-huh. And 100% one of my traits is grumpiness. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I know that you're impressed by the sheer amount of grumpiness that one person could possibly hold in their body. I'm just saying, if I was her in, like, if I was in her position, I would definitely be like... Well, you would look great in that negligee. I would. So here, she's not leaving. He's just upset because he wants everything to go perfect. And it's just like, we know you have anxiety. Yeah. And she, I love her quote, which is... It doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just have a fun time. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. And she talks about, I'm crazy about you. I just want to have a good time with with you. And then it feels like you don't want to be here with me. Mm-hmm. What? So good. Such genuine communication. Claire, I love you. <sighs> but of course, we can't have anything good on Frasier. Nope. Because Frasier has a stupid dream about Lana and she's the worst. And no. 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 Okay. No. I'm sorry. No. I had a, I had a sexy dream about Seth Rogen. <laughs> Did not wake up from the dream and think, you know what? I've obviously made a mistake by being to, with Dave. Gotta get with Seth Rogen. Gotta like move on. Never met Seth Rogen. Yeah. The thing is, like, that would have been the right choice. You should have. <laughs> I mean, he's, he does have a good laugh. He does have a very good laugh. And he laugh. really likes puppies. He does really like puppies. I mean. Like, yeah, the thing is, like, a sexy dream is nothing. It's a dream. A dream is nothing. It's just a thing that happens. I think, like, if he was, every time he was with Claire and they kiss and he thought about Lana. Yeah. Every moment he was thinking, he was, like, his spare moments when he wasn't with Claire, he was thinking about Lana and, like. Right. Then sure, but like yeah. one dream, and all I can assume is that there has been some of that that we don't know about. Yeah, because the thing is, actually, I feel like there hasn't, because it seems like when he, because cause what we see is he calls Lilith and ends up telling her about it. When he tells her about it, he only talks about this one dream. Okay. And Lilith is so great. She is, and I do want to get into how great she is, but the thing is, like uh, dreams a major part of dreams is just your brain organizing your memories about your day he was in a car with lana today who he has had sex with 
it was in a car with her today had a stressful thing so that's all and that changed his entire day I and think... then he had sex with lana's friend it makes total sense that he would have a sex dream that lana was in and it doesn't mean a thing and it, it just means like, it's all his sometimes... memories jumbling together I... I think the thing, is, yeah, that's totally probably what it is. Not to mention, he finds Lana stressful to be around. Yeah. And to me, this is like a weird stress dream. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah, because what we see, okay, so she, so he has that dream and calls Lilith about it. And there are some, yeah, so you, were you going to say specific things about how great Lilith is in this or just no, in general? I just, no, go ahead. Yeah. So, first of all, like, I like that he calls her and she's like, oh, you expect me to be awake for this. Okay. Let's, you know, she's, mm-hmm. just, how she's just sort of like, okay, this is going to be a real conversation. I mm-hmm. guess I'll wake up for this real conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when her reaction, so like. Normally, I would have a problem with this, but I don't because it's Lilith for whatever reason, where when Fraser says, like, I had a vivid sexual dream about someone who differs from this person mm-hmm. entirely. And she's like, a man? And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, li- literally, that would be someone who differs I, entirely. I think it's funny in the context of her saying it yeah. because she. There's, you know, like, I really like the Fraser's like, I called you. You're a great psychiatrist uh-huh. and you know me better than anyone yeah and i love that right i really like that i really like this interaction because there's been so much like there's so much like animosity between them yeah. in some things mm-hmm. i really like the way this works where it's just sort of like look you and i are not ever going to be a thing this doesn't work but that doesn't mean I don't care about you. That doesn't mean you don't know me very well. That doesn't mean, like, we can't have a good conversation. And, like, that's basically what this entire scene is. And I really love that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's really good. Because I do like that one part where he's explaining, like, you know, it's someone I worshipped for years. And then we had a party in the ways because it turns out she was un- just unpleasant, confrontational, self-centered. And she's like, if you're talking about me, just say it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a great line. Where mm-hmm. she just sort of, like, because, like, that does sound like what he would say about her and later this is one part where i think she's very wrong like to mm-hmm. me it feels very wrong mm-hmm. where he's saying like like no she irritates me to no end she's antagonistic and opinionated critical and she's like oh you're saying unlike most women you've dated she challenges you no like diane chambers is absolutely like opinionated and critical and irritating you know and no he does seem to like people like that like he likes people that question but she was what his student i believe or like or no i wasn't maybe yes i don't remember i think like she like admired him yeah to some degree but that's still who she was lilith was the same way so when she's like when i think he does like challenging but i'm like Clara's smart enough to challenge you, and I think she does. Yeah. So what I'm saying is when she says, unlike most women she you've dated, oh, she challenges oh, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. no, the people he dates long term, this is who he dates long term. Like this is mm-hmm. who we've seen mm-hmm. him with mm-hmm. long term. Mm-hmm. Um like because the thing is like it's just no no no. She's awful. She's awful, and I literally dislike being around her. Like that's But I, I think it like there he's still like like 
sexually attracted to Lana. Well, sure, yeah. And yeah. I think it's just like, oh, well, but it's just like everything else you detest about her. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, he has had sex with her. I'm assuming had sex tonight. And Lana, like, had, like, was a major part of what happened today. It all came together in a dream. It's nothing. It's nothing. And I feel like that's the thing. That's one thing Lilith literally says. It sounds like you just had a dream. Why are yeah, you Yeah, but she also is like, maybe you're into her. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. He wouldn't ask if it didn't matter. Well, he also has this thing about, this is almost like what the end of the first season of Frasier, where it's just like, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Kind and he doesn't of, know how to answer. Yeah, yeah, and like we have in the dream where he said, "Well, it doesn't need to talk to." I think he actually does say to Claire, not Lana, about being happy, right? Or is that in the dream where he says, "I'm happy"? I think he's talking uh, to Claire, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, now me... he's asking Lilith, "Do you think I know how to be happy?" Yeah, because Lana told him he doesn't know how to be happy because he's he's picky. See, when people that are close to you ask you these kinds of questions Mm -hmm. it can make you it's unnerving because then you doubt yourself Mm -hmm. as we saw before daphne saying the thing to claire Mm -hmm. claire brings it up to fraser they're both doubting it because of the like the person having doubts themselves Mm -hmm. so i think that's it yeah i i do think like when she says like he knows how to be happy. Like he does know how to be happy. How can but he you likes be happy if you never ever like just like happy? This is the thing. It's like happiness is sort of like a feeling you get like when something I don't know. Like you're looking at bunnies and you're like, oh, this, or like you have like a really good day and you get some ice cream and you see a movie you liked and like you you went to the planetarium and. <laughs> And you're uh-huh. like, wow, I'm really happy. This was a really good day. And then you just go back to work the next day and you're like, mm, and it's just meh. Because mm-hmm. a lot of days are just meh days. But right. that doesn't mean that those days are one bad. Right. A lot of days are just like good, generically good days. And this is something I realized when I started tracking my moods mm-hmm. is that a lot of days I would just say, yeah, it was a good day. I didn't do anything super fantastic, right. mm-hmm. but that's the that's the interesting thing and like yeah i have some days where it's just okay like and that's usually a day where i'm just like i didn't really feel great yeah but it wasn't like terrible and mm-hmm. i realized something about how i almost never have days where i'm like this is a truly bad day yeah and i think that's a, like we're always as humans trying to like attain this like happiness thing this is of course going to be a huge and a show like Frasier, where he's a psychiatrist, and right. you're thinking about that, and this is like the big question for everyone: what is happiness? And one, it's different for everyone, mm-hmm. but also it's it's a lot of little moments mm-hmm. that sort of like make a whole, right? Yeah, you have to like look and examine. That's why people talk about like focusing on positive things, and it's like it, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It can be like I watch my daughter catch fireflies tonight you know uh-huh. like it can be just this like one little moment you have those little peter pan moments that make you fly right <laughs> right and like you hope to have 
90% of those little moments where you can say, like, I'm happy. And right. then the moments that are really awful and draining and terrible might last a day, might last a week, might last a short amount of time. But you can look at your, like, whole year and say, like, it mostly wasn't this bad, terrible yeah. thing. He has barely been with Claire. Right. I The thing is, like, Okay, so I've got two things I want to say related to this. One is, you know, you're talking about how, like, a, like good days versus days that are just kind of meh or whatever. And, like, and, and, and it, just, it just reminded me of that of the thing that always seems to happen where, like, on a Monday morning, a co-worker asks, like, how was your weekend? My answer is usually, it was pretty good. And then the following question is, do you do anything fun? And I'm immediately like, I don't think so. Did I? And like, I every time just make yeah. up a different thing. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, like I have a vague memory of like a positive feeling, but then when I try to think of like an answer to that question, I don't have one. And it's like people ask me what I'm doing on the weekend all the time. Like people actually have plans for the weekend. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. yeah, I'm lying on my couch and just turning my brain off for a few hours. I'm like, we get to do chores on the weekend. I'm excited. <laughs> I get to go to Target. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. And like, it's, but like, it doesn't mean it's not a good weekend when I don't, can't think of a good thing I did. I don't need, yeah, you but don't like, need to like go to the moon every weekend to have right. like a good time. Like, right. you can have, like, the thing is like, Dave and I have so much fun, like, just hanging out. Yeah. We'll say this weekend. The answer was went to see Spider Man into the Spider Verse. If you haven't seen it and still can go, it's so good! It's so good. We're not. That's an end of the podcast conclusion. I don't care. No, this fits into right now. Anyway, and then the other thing was talking about the Claire. Uh, you were talking about the Claire relationship, mm-hmm. and how it hasn't had a lot of time. I because I literally don't know what happens with the rest of the show and Claire and relationships and any of those things. I'm going to say just for Fraser, I feel like not just because she's into the same stuff, Claire is the one character that we've met in this entire show that I think could be good for Fraser long term in terms <laughs> of relationship. I think she is challenging. She's smart. Yeah. She's kind. Yeah. She's not. She's not like a caricature. She yeah. actually seems like a real person. Yeah. But there's a specific reason why I say it. It's specific to this episode. Okay. And that is that while she's into a lot of the same stuff as Frasier, she has a lot of similar interests. She has similar anxieties. When Frasier is flipping out about things not being perfect, she's able to say, it can still be good. Because we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And he and it stops him. He we spent so much of this podcast talking about Fraser just being a rage monster about things going wrong. And he is in this episode mm-hmm. and she stops it. Mm-hmm. She's able to like, you know, like turn him back into Bruce Banner, you know, like she's able to calm down the Hulk. You know, like she's like, this is the thing that he needs. Like, this is the person that he needs in his life to be able to just say, like, hey, 
chill. And he's and it makes him chill. Hmm. Like it's so good. It's so important. And knowing the way sitcoms work, I'm going to guess that he does not end up spending the next three seasons with Claire. I don't know, but that's my guess because of how sitcoms do. But he, he should be. He should because that's what is best for him. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's it. Like, that's all I need to say. It's like this is the person for him. This is the person that he needs in his life. Okay. Daphne and Niles are at the bait shop. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Collecting their photos. Uh huh. I think. Yeah. No. I think what happens is he's buying. He pays off the person that's like at the door, who's not the like the the ship's captain that took mm-hmm. the picture. So yeah, like, but yeah, I'm assuming because like they definitely seem like into the pictures. Oh yeah, and then they seem to run off. They seem to want to run off and go. No, maybe I think get they're running caught away again. because they hear the ship's captain coming because he's chasing them with the hammer. I think it's they're running no. away because they hear him coming. Why did I think it was so different? No, so I at first got that impression and then he came running out and I was like, hold up, I need to rewatch that because I thought that was what was happening until he ran out behind them. I guess I didn't realize he had a hammer. Yeah, he's like chasing. You know what the hammer is. <laughs> we all know what the hammer is. Okay. The thing is, he probably still has the negative. Destroyed. If he's got a telephoto lens, Does, this is Okay, one, what photo place is developing it? His own? <laughs> I was. He's got, like, a dark room in the back of his because base Because they... Because he's a serial killer. The lab people look at it. Uh-huh. And then sometimes look at your name on the thing and say things like, your name's Diana, like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Are you a heartbreaker? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like... Can I have my photos, please, you weirdo? Like, yeah. this is a super inappropriate yeah. thing to ask me. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. You know, one, yes. Yes, it is. Two, absolutely, this bait shop guy has a dark room. And the reason I know that is because of the previous assumption that he's a serial killer. And the only people that have their own dark rooms are serial killers. We know that. Serial killers... Private detectives and Ghostbusters. The only people that have their own dark rooms. I'm, just, I'm following someone on Instagram that's getting a dark room built. Exactly. I mean, she's a Ghostbuster. <laughs> right. Right. So it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so. Also, oh, you know. Oh, okay. Rob Hanning is a co director of this episode. Oh. The okay. other director of this episode is Sheldon Epps, who plays the bait shop owner. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the thing. Yeah. Okay, I have important announcements to make important before we do yes. anything. Let's talk else. about important announcements. So there's 72 episodes left of Frasier, and you know I'm not going to do a countdown, but I'm telling <laughs> you right now, there's only 72 episodes uh-huh. left. We have we're gearing up season nine, ten, eleven. The yep. podcast is going to end in 2020, guys. It it's is going to end in a year and a half. It is. It is. Um, so I would like to do something special. I don't know if there's any interest in this, but sometime in 2020, I'm guessing it depends. Like we'll know way more in a year. Yeah. But it's like 
I want to, one, I just want to go on a trip and go to Seattle with Dave. If there's any interest in people like getting together and like hanging out and doing some kind of, I don't know, we can meet in a cafe. We could meet in a bar. Both of those appropriate. Uh huh. Um, like, do we get a space? I don't know. Right. We could all play, uh, Cards Against Humanity. We could do, watch an episode of Frasier and do drinking game. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really care what we do, but it would be really fun yes. if that is, there's any interest in that. It would probably much more likely be able to talk about it at the beginning of next year. Yeah. So this I'm going to be around when it ends. So, it depends because, like, we're probably going to take, there's going to be things that come up or we're going to need, you know, weeks off. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long it will take us to get through these next three seasons, but it right. will definitely be some point in 2020. Right. Because if we took no time off, which is not going to happen, if we took no time off, we would end, like, mid-May. So... It's going to be sometime. So it could be like in June next year or, you know, sometime then. Yeah. But I want to figure out if there's any interest in people like meeting up. If not, I'm going to, I we're going to go there regardless. I yeah. want to do like some kind of trip there where I want, I'm saying it now so Dave and I can like budget. Yep. And save money for staying in a hotel and... Mm-hmm. Which is a good time to mention, we do have a Patreon. Yep. It's at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Uh, we probably... It occurs to me we need to talk about that more frequently on the podcast because we usually did it on the Patreon episodes. We need to remember to do that in the future. Yeah, I think we should just do it at the end of every episode. Just talk about that we have Patreon. Mm-hmm. We are working on updating the rewards. And then also, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that yes. is really helpful. It helps it's other true. people find the podcast. So mm-hmm. if you like our podcast, you're a great person to leave us a review. <laughs> yeah. Um. So other people that... You know, can you, you know, that might be into us, can find us. Yeah. It, it helps a lot. Yeah. Or like tell your friends if they're in the Frasier or like tweet about us or whatever. Like anything like that, anything like that helps out. Like you may, like it, I feel like a lot of people feel like if they have a smaller like followership or whatever, they can't have an impact. We have a small enough followership, it will have an impact. Like that's how people find out. Like, like find out about this kind of stuff. It's just like, people tell their friends and they tell their friends and it spreads Mm -hmm. and so anything like that you know helps us out and uh but either way yeah if you're a listener you know we want to we want to meet up with you guys yeah like like, we don't go like we do the video game stream but we don't go to a lot of conventions mm -hmm. and we're very bad about talking about it and it's the very last minute but this is why i'm mentioning it now a year and six plus months in advance (laughs) yeah so sometime you know, within, you know, like a year and a half, we're going to plan some kind of trip. I'd love, but if, and it's not like we're going to go there regardless, but I need to know if, if people are interested, then I need to rent a space. If there's only like two people that want to hang out, that's fine. We'll meet in a cafe. Right. And, and like that's fine. That's not like a major reason. Part of the reason why I want to go there. Right. I just I've been in Seattle and I like traveling and it'll be fun. I have friends that live in Washington State, so mm-hmm. like I would love to 
see my friends that live there and just mm-hmm. do a do a fun thing. So this is like an extra bonus. So yeah. let let's have a fun time. Yes, totally, absolutely. Let's hear about drinks. All right, drinks. Bahama right. Mamas. That's in Jaws Four. <laughs> They're not in the Bahamas, but we- there is a mama, and who's, so who who's the mama? Not the, the mama. The main. I mean, the the main character in the movie is the mama. Not in Jaws Four. I meant in Fraser. <laughs> I thought you said no, there is Jaws a mama. 4. In Jaws 4, there's a mama. Ah, so what you're saying is there's a not the mama in this. Everyone in this is not the mama. Got it, got it. I guess this is a good time to announce that we're following this up in a year and a half with our Dinosaurs podcast. That's not true. I already (laughs) have the idea for the next show that (laughs) no one will care about. No, no, it's good. Anyway, um, (laughs) drinks. Drinks. Real, let's do the thing. Drinks. Drinks in this episode. Drink literally, literally drinks in this episode to pineapple bombers. Each of us, pineapple bombers. Yes, that's drinks in this episode of the podcast, not this episode of Frasier. Drinks in this episode of Frasier. Okay, so I'm gonna say they had some mineral water at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I'm only saying that one because that's it's the there is the blue, it looks like Perrier. There's a blue oh. bottle that that they have identified as mineral water so like whenever they take this out it's like to me it's like that's the it's it's sort of like when they do the ballantine mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. i recognize the ballantine can mm-hmm. right the blue bottle is the thing that it looks like it looks like the potions from golden axe but they've identified them as mineral water well that was what it was in golden axe this <laughs> <laughs> is mineral water mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say they had some mineral water and Frazier was drinking something when he was yelling about his ears not popping and all of that, which I just want to point out. It's like this like fruity yellow drink with a lot of garnishes and such in it. I don't know what it is. It looks like some sort of pineapple-based thing, but it's not the Belize Bomber that they drink later out of the coconuts. Mm-hmm. They drink, They all got Belize Bombers later, but Frazier's got some sort of tasty-looking fruity cocktail thing that... They never say what it is, but it looks good, and I want it. Don't care what it is. I want it. I don't care if it's literally just pineapple juice with a bunch of garnishes. I want it because it looks good. But did they still do it like Bloody Mary garnishes? It's like a celery, <laughs> a tugboat, uh, like yeah, yeah, it's one of those. A um, oh, what are those things called? The shakes. Oh, like a freak shake, monster shake. <laughs> yeah, monster shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, there were no colors because. Never in the studio. There was like a while there. They they were actually going back to the studio, and then it just stopped again. Any good words? No. No. What's a good word? Belize bomber. Well, it's the Belize bomber, or at least a pineapple bomber. I'll tell you what's in a pineapple bomber that we've been drinking tonight. Cause okay. I can't give you any other. I didn't get any other words. Pineapple so. juice. There is pineapple juice. So the Southern Comfort. There is one ounce Southern Comfort. One ounce of. Rum is what's in the recipe. We didn't have rum. We, we did had, vodka. We had coconut vodka. We did coconut vodka, so it still like kind of fits the the theme. Yeah, like because I think coconut rum would be good in this, but also just like white rum. It's just supposed to be rum, but mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't have rum, and it didn't make sense. We had vodka, so I was like, and it's coconut vodka, so I was like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, so it's an ounce of that, an ounce of Soco, uh, a a half an ounce of amaretto, and three ounces of pineapple juice. 
that's the drink that we made tonight. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's me defining a word <laughs> is that. Uh, we would drink recipe for every episode. <laughs> Most of them would literally just be pour the wine in a glass. I just saw something that had sherry in it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I was looking at like Japanese restaurants with weird cocktails. Okay. I don't know. One had cherry in it. I can't <laughs> remember what it was, but I also I'm like, was it the one that also has like coffee in it? Because that's weird, and I think it might have been. I see. Okay. Okay. What's your rating? I I really I didn't write down a rating on this episode. I but... did. Mine's four point five frozen steaks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I I, I gave. Um. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm trying to think. So, like, I don't have, I don't have a lot of negatives about it, but like, I feel like I'm gonna give this. I think I'm gonna give this a four point two, uh, Maurizio's. He's uh, the Maurizio is the name of the uh, luggage. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, Maurizio. Yeah, it's Maurizio luggage. I'm assuming it's a person that makes the luggage. I don't know, but it feels right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna four point two Maurizio's. There are fireworks going off right now. I'm assuming that means the Patriots won the Super Bowl. It is currently 10.45 on Sunday, and there are fireworks going off in the Boston area. I'm assuming that's what that means. Football Cup! What's the Stanley yep. Cup called for football? The Football Cup. Anyway, yep, that's it. That's what it is. They just got rings, right? There, I mean, there's a trophy. Lord, like a Lord the, of the Ring? There is a trophy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, if you hear weird, random pop sounds behind us, that's what that is. Anyway, um, so, you gave a, so you gave it 4.5, I gave a 4.2. Rob Hanning averages a 3.75 in our ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Reisman, 3.6. So just solid, you know, mm-hmm. solid ratings, and they're both going up a little bit after this episode. The IMDb rating on this episode is a 7.8. So, like, not that high. Not as no. high as what we gave it. I really liked it. Yeah, episode. I enjoyed this episode. It's like I said at the beginning. This is literally just, this is what I want from a Frasier episode. Like, it would have like, been nice if it had more Raws in it. It would. And it would be nice if there was less Frasier yelling. But, mm-hmm. like, that's where the character development comes mm-hmm. from. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm okay with that. Anyway, so that brings us to the part of the episode called Weird Listening, where uh, we respond to messages you send us on Twitter, at Frasier Podcast. Or you can email us at FraserPod at gmail.com. And um, we got... So we actually got two messages about the last episode that were for the last episode shortly after we recorded the last episode. Oh, okay. So... About uh, the last episode? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then one for this one. So Gabby, the mm-hmm. person who recently wrote us for the first time, uh, she wrote to us again to say, Hi, Dave and Diana. So this episode being... A day um, May. No, Passing Fancy, so the one before that. Oh, 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 oh. With the, like, prom and the all that. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Curvy goes to prom. Curvy goes to prom, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Uh, this episode is one of the few Frasier episodes that I'm not particularly fond of. The reason for this is that I just don't really like Lana, or Curvy for that matter. Uh, it was surprising to hear that Lana came back due to people liking her character, but I wonder if part of that's due to the popularity of Gene Smart. 
Uh, anyway, the whole storyline with Lana and Kirby is one that always frustrated me because it seems so out of place from the rest of the show. And one of my least favorite episodes of Frasier is actually the next one, A Day in May, but more on that next week. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't really get it. Like, I don't get Lana as a character people like. Like, she, like, I like Simon more than <laughs> Lana. Yeah, like, Simon is frustrating but funny in his way. Lana yeah. is just unpleasant. Like, it's, she's just. Like, she has moments where she's nice, but it's just like, I don't know. As Lana might say, you know, like, wake up. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. she is like, yeah. I I don't like a character that's entire, whose entire purpose is to be loudly angry about how entitled they are to stuff, which mm. is pretty much her thing is just like, just do this thing for me because I deserve it because I said so. Like, ugh. No, I don't want any part of that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be around you. Like, I choose to not interact with people if they're like that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, no, no, I'm just gonna not gonna, we're not gonna hang out. You still interact with me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. Read the next letter. I will. Okay, so uh, the next one also about that episode is from Sean Holland. And where he says, being a hockey fan myself, I can't believe I missed the Habitant restaurant thing. Because, you know, yeah, like, I, I do think, like, I do wonder because there's definitely a rivalry between the Bruins and and the Canadians that, like, maybe that's why I've heard it. Mm-mm-mm. But also there was a while there where I was listening to hockey on the radio more than I was watching it on TV. And they talked about it on that. That's how I learned about it. So, Listening to hockey on the radio is really interesting. Yeah. It's a good way to learn the team because like, oh, yeah, yeah. you don't need to know the names and the numbers and everything. If you're watching it on TV, you can kind of just follow what's happening because yeah. you're just like, I know which side of the rink the puck needs yeah, to be Yeah, because in. otherwise they're just saying a last name and you kind of had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then once you do, if it's a lot easier. It's right. very interesting to listen to games and i know like here i believe the announcers on tv are different than the ones on the radio yes. so like when i listen to hockey they they were the same mm-hmm. and i would listen to them at the same time watch <laughs> the tv and there would be like a weird delayed echo yeah. between them yeah that's interesting because like i know baseball it's all it's usually different and because it's they, they need to I talk about very different things could on be the different radio. now um Anyway, then he also goes on to say, like, as someone who got a history degree, I often felt I often feel like Frazier trying to get Kirby interested in history. Uh, I may have to give you guys an impassioned speech since you feel similar to Kirby. I don't. I I actually uh. like history. I like. History oh, a I lot. like certain. I certain. Well, I might need an impassioned speech. I like certain aspects of history. Uh-huh. None of it's American history. I uh-huh. just. Well, I never took an American history class. I'm zero percent interested in it. Uh huh. World history, like the Crusades, mm-hmm. that was my that was like my jam. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I would like to know way more about like Asian history, mm-hmm. or like I would like to know more local history. Like I don't really know. I, I didn't grow up in Massachusetts, so I really know uh-huh. nothing here. Mm-hmm. And I have heard a lot about Maine history, <laughs> mostly about boys stuck on mountains. <laughs> Just one specific boy. 
<laughs> so, you know. Well, technically, you've heard about two different people that got lost on the mountain, but. Well, you're back now, so it's fine. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, but like, yeah, I actually like history quite a bit. Like, there's a lot of aspects of history that I find fascinating. Well, that's why you like Hamilton. It just wraps <laughs> it to you. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. I've I've learned. I've reached a point where I'm far more fascinated with the history of Alexander Hamilton beyond what is actually in the musical. In, in, because not of just music. that milk commercial. <laughs> no. No, I mean, what's in that milk commercial is also in Hamilton, like in the play. So, so the interesting thing is, I have a friend that told me to watch Battlestar Galactica. Watched it after she told me to watch it. Told me to listen to Hamilton. Never did it. <laughs> yeah, which you were really into Battlestar Galactica because she, after she recommended it. Yeah, I don't know. I just cannot. I don't do musicals and i will say for me that's one that where like i listened to it once i listened to the soundtrack once and i was like i can't entirely follow what's going on because i don't know whose voices or whose or mm -hmm. what's going oh, on that, i was super a problem with that but then like the second time listening through i was like oh oh okay this is actually great this is actually great. But, like, I had to listen to the whole thing once and just be like, I'm not following. This is how it would on. work. I would listen to the first song and pause it in the middle <laughs> and never go back. Yeah. You're not allowed. You can't. You can't. You yeah, can't. I just, I'm not saying, like, okay, if somehow miraculous thing happened uh -huh. where we ended up with tickets to Hamilton because we became millionaires because Dave won the lottery. <laughs> And also, we uh -huh. own an island now. Uh -huh. I would go see Hamilton. It's not like I'd be like, oh, well, I'm just going to throw my ticket in the trash. Uh -huh. But I would go. What you're saying is what you need is like a, 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 a ears version of a Clockwork Orange scenario. Where you're just like in a chair, held down, things holding your ears open. While I just play the Hamilton soundtrack and you're just like. You can't move. I would be so angry. <laughs> I can't imagine. That would be I, one. How do you hold someone's ears open? I know. That it's was not like I can voluntarily close my ears. I know. That, that's part of like the joke I was making of this uh, ridiculous scenario. And it's not, I, it's not because like I hate the music or hate Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I watch so many musicals. And I'm just like, yeah, this does nothing for me. And like, people want to be like, well, I feel you that way about most music. You, but you do like musicals. I like a few very specific okay, ones. Okay, we've had too many bombers. We're going to get into a fight <laughs> live on the podcast. We've been talking a long time. Anyway, let's finish this thing. Uh, he goes on to say, I do find it odd that they tried to make it hard to tell the difference between Taft and Harrison. The two have almost nothing in common. Also, William Henry Harrison's own grandson, Benjamin Harrison, was president. Come on, that would have been gold. Yeah, it is interesting they never bring that up. And like, yeah, it's true. Taft and William Henry Harrison have nothing to do with each other. There's no reason to like bring those two up at Maybe all. Maybe those are the ones that he had trouble remembering. Maybe, but like they're they are dramatically different in so Maybe many ways. Maybe he has a weird his history teacher has a weird fascination with those two people. Um, I I will say there is a book by Daniel O'Brien called like How to Fight Presidents. I think is the title of it. It's definitely by Daniel O'Brien, and it's definitely about fighting presidents. And it's a fascinating book, 
and everyone should read it or better if you can listen to the audiobook the audiobook is very good because of how like gruff and tumble the guy like reading the reading it is is just like he's he like, talks like this and he's like reading this thing about fighting the president and it's like the whole book but like it's also funny like because of like he tries to act really serious about some of the like ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. that's said in it it's very good and like is definitely improved by uh by doing this audiobook like do like the way he does this voice in this audiobook but the audiobook is very good because it gives you real knowledge about all like every American president that you wouldn't necessarily normally have, but also how you would use that knowledge to win in a fight with if you were in like a weird time travel fighting scenario to the death with the pre- that particular president, how you would win. It's very good. It's very funny. And but also knowledgeable like it gives you knowledge it's very interesting it's Mm -hmm. a really good book and i highly recommend it anyway and then sean's second email uh was about last week's episode Mm -hmm. a day Uh, in may yeah a day in may he says uh an episode in season nine clarifies what happened to martin which yeah i looked this up i will say i looked this up because we spent so much time trying to figure out what happened to martin and assuming it had been explained i don't know where we got any of our stuff because it's so wrong it's so completely dramatically wrong because he says, like, avoiding spoilers, he went into a convenience store and stumbled on a robbery. Where did we get any of the other things? I think that we other said? thing previous episodes where he talks about something else. Maybe, but he says they never went into detail in earlier seasons, so it felt like they were retroactively going back and fixing it. Yeah, like we had like drug dealer stuff and like other I things. No, because I think he mentioned it, uh, something about vice. But well, it had yeah, nothing. Had, yeah. But it had nothing to do with it, how he got shot. Yeah, I definitely had details in my head that it would never set on the show. Anyway, then he also says, also I enjoyed when Fraser was gross. Uh, that Lana bit down on the popsicle. A good message to him to back off. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I agree. yeah 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 yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, that is pretty much the best possible response she could have given in that moment. Because, yeah, Fraser, you're gross. Sometimes people are gross. Yeah. And this is one of those times. This is definitely one of those times. This is also one of those times when we should end the podcast because we've been talking a long time. I mean, part of that was making a second drink. But that was cut out. You didn't even hear it. You didn't know. Uh, So, anyway, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Okay, good. Then. (laughs) Good. Good. Stop talking now. Well, no. it is really coming out that someone has had a few drinks. No, it was just more like when I was saying good. It... Are you clapping at me like I'm the cat? Yes. Santa, Santa. I've never seen your, your ADD is off the wall right now. It's like you're off the charts crazy. It's late. My my Adderall wore off a long time ago. And the podcast, and the po- and then we're all wishing you good mental health. Thanks for listening and writing in, and see you in twenty twenty five. Toss salads and scrambled eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter. Just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIFArcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you.